Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. And today on Sports Minutes, we're going to talk about retirement. A bit too soon for me, <laughs> so I'm going to throw the question back to you, oh. Elliot. Have you thought about retirement? He stares at me weirdly. Well, uh, well, we've actually discussed this, my wife and myself. Uh, maybe we won't retire in Singapore, but one thing I know for sure is when I reach that retirement age, I'll open a dojo. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow, interesting. My you karate see, dojo. See, I would have assumed you would go into something that you've done all your life, like broadcast, but it's good to know you're going to venture into something else. But often when I think about, for example, footballers, right, I yeah. assume they would go into something that's related to their field purely because that's where their expertise lies. Yeah, and it's interesting, right, when you look at them, most of them become coaches, some become ambassadors. And then, am I correct to say that the exceptional ones become football team owners? Yeah, possibly. I Businessmen? Mean, yeah. Yeah, businessmen especially, right? But thanks to this footballer we are going to speak to, or former footballer we are going to speak to, mm. footballers in Singapore now have the opportunity to do much more after they retire, and I think that's quite exciting. I'm quite delighted that we're having this conversation because I remember I, I used to report about this footballer while I was doing sports TV, and he's on the line with us. Uh, say hello to ex-Singapore na- international Bahaki Kaizan. Uh, Bahaki, how are you? Hello, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me um, online. I'm, I'm fine. How are you guys doing? We're very good, Bahaki. Great to be in conversation with you. And first things first, congratulations on the launch of the Players' Concierge. I know it's a brainchild of Thank yours you. and you've been quite excited about it. Why don't you tell me, what is the Players' Concierge? Okay, brother, just a simple term, the player's concierge. Um, you know, just like the hotel concierge, you know, you need anything from the concierge, you, you just come over and, and probably you get you get support or you get assistance from there. Um, the player's concierge, actually, the model, it works the same. I think this is uh, specifically more for na- national players, for Singapore national players. Um, you know, for them to come to come by and stop, to stop by and, you know, to, to, to do, do some research and uh, find some options to prepare for retirement. Yeah, so I think that's the whole idea of the church. That's quite interesting. I mean, so um, what are some of the gaps that you guys are trying to fill? I, I, I'm guessing most of the time when uh, a professional footballer retires, he tends to be a bit lost? Exactly. Yes. Um, if, I, if I may share that, I mean, I've, I went through that myself. I mean, okay. to be honest, most of us, most people would think that football players you know, our life is just is just surrounded by fame and glam and and all that stuff. But actually, you know, we have we knew that you know our our last our current career only lasts for maybe perhaps ten to fifteen years maximum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then these are these are things where we don't really we don't really I, I would I would say care when during our career because uh, we we are always short sighted because we focus on only trainings and competitions and yeah. all that. Mm. Um, until that, you didn't you didn't know time time passed by, and then suddenly the next thing is you are 30, 31, 32, and and somehow these things start to haunt you. And uh, you know the question is always, what am I going to do next, right? So these are the things where you know it kind of haunt us, and uh, I feel that it's only fair for me to actually reflect back and say, you know, with me now being in FA, I think this is where we need to put and add in a little bit. Uh, more value for our national players, being that they have represented the country. I think they they have they have uh, done the national colours. I think this is mm. some 
they need we need to feel that it, it, it is exclusive to, to play for the national team. And, you know, the the worst case scenario is we, we really need to support them and assist them in, in such where, you know, they, they're going to live their career and uh, do prepare for life after football. But Haki, if you don't mind, I, I just wanted to yes. get a bit of a timeline gauge. So on average, yeah. a footballer usually retires at about 35 years old. So if I'm an, a, a professional footballer, what would you recommend in terms of what age should I start approaching the players' concierge? Uh, actually, you see, then, uh, at the end of the day, is how the players plan for themselves. Let's uh-huh. say, for example, if, if Roshan, let's say, for example, if you want to, if you tell yourself, all right, let's, I want to, my retirement age is at 33, for example. Okay. okay. So, th- there is a model that he, he can follow by, or maybe if we can guide him, say, for example, two years before, when, his, when he turned 31, uh, 31 years old, then mm. he need to start clocking, uh, you know, working mileage with a company. Ah. Say, say, for example, Company X. Okay. So these are the information that I got from all the sectors, all the companies that I've met for the past six months, you know, trying to connect them, trying to, you know, buy, uh, let them buy into this idea. And trust me, ni- almost 90% of them really support this idea. Wow. And uh, they, they are keen to come on board and, uh, you know, because one of the explanations that I told them, I said, look, football players, I mean, not only football players, athletes, uh, ourselves, you know, we have these attributes that is in part of us, uh, you know, only that we, we don't know that we have all this. So, mm. Say, for example, one of them, you know, it's teamwork, it's communication, it's leadership, it's uh, decision-making, it's pressure. So these are things where we go through during our career, you know, not knowingly that we actually have all these uh, soft skills, right? So... These are things where we can sell them and, and, and tell them that, look, I think these guys are, are ready to go into the society. They are ready to go into the, into the outside world. And, you know, perhaps you can, you can give it a try. So I think the response that I got is, you say, bye, come on, let's bring, the boy, let's bring some of the boys over if they feel like uh, they are willing to come into the, into the shipping sector or maybe into the automobile sector because some of them would, would have already thought that, Hey, I can use these footballers as sales uh, sales guys. You oh, know, yeah. they, can, they can they can negotiate. They can close some deals. You know, being icons of or faces of, of of the game itself. So those are those are examples that you can actually tap onto and you know make make things useful for 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 the boys or for players to actually hop on. Very nice. Wow, Bahaki, that's so fascinating to know how much thought went into this, right? Now, Bahaki, we spoke about <laughs> 18 months ago and you briefly told me, look, bro, this is what I want to go out and do, this player's concierge. And it's taken you some time. I can understand why. But okay. I want to understand how proud do you feel as a former pro now you are doing something for your peers, your colleagues, people who walk the same path as you? Uh, you know, brother, the short-term goal here is, yes, of course, it is. Uh, I feel that this is a, a duty for me to actually you know, recreate this, you know, open more doors, set more path, uh, you know, set more path and directions for them. Um, that's one, that, that is for the current place. I mean, for the long, for the longer runway, it's actually for our younger boys, you know, our youth boys. You know, parents today, you know, they, they have difficulty making decisions, allowing their boys to, mm. play, to take up football as a career, right? Mm. So I hope with the players' concierge in place right now, um, you know, we can, we can safely say now that you know, there is something after football. And then parents today can look at it and say that, all right, I think this, it, is, it is a viable career. It is something that I, I foresee that my son could, could have a future with. So, you know, more and more boys, more, more players take up football as a, as a career. That's mm. what I hope in the long run. Yeah. You, 
Ramshan, very funny. We, we've talked a lot about <laughs> local football, right? And I got to admit to you, I always believe uh, that a local footballer will be involved in UEFA. Mm. There, there you go. Bahaki Kaisan involved with this initiative that involves UEFA. Bye. could you tell us a little bit about how did you get UEFA involved? What What are they doing for this project? Okay, actually, um, uh, to be honest, I'm riding on the, on, on the initiative that UEFA actually came. Okay. Um, I know we, we, we did some discussion. I, okay. Uh, usually, UEFA being UEFA, I mean, they, they do programs for... For FAs, they they come in and give a give a supporting hand to to you know support all FAs around the world in whatever problems that we face. So recently, we got in touch with them. We said that all right, can we do a workshop in Singapore uh, with regards to career transition program? Mm. So UEFA was open about it, and I think they they are already running it in, in different countries. So I think it's time to bring them into Singapore, and um, you know. I, I think the players' concierge idea is really in line and um, it's really part of the whole the whole topic together. So I think what why not you know get get it done and uh, and launch it together during the three days program. So during the three day program of the uh, of the of the workshop, really UEFA, we have ex players also came. Uh, it's, it's by the name of uh, Michael Johnson, mm. uh, which currently today he is the under twenty one England uh, staff coach. Um, he plays for Notts County. Uh, he went through retirement as well, same like us. He really, his insights was superb, was fantastic. A lot of great stories. There's a lot of emotions, uh, you know, a lot of sharing as well. You know, these are things where, you know, it, it, it really scares us for the for the three, four, three days. Mm. Um, but the one thing that I love about what happened during these three days is players now start to think. Players now start to exercise their mind. Yep and start to look for options and then you know words were spread around and i think this is this is the good uh you know the positive side that i can look at is it so i i'm, I'm very happy for for the past three days really yeah, bye. I can imagine that. I saw some pictures on Instagram and then suddenly I realised, yeah, some of these footballers who I really idolise might be retiring <laughs> soon and that makes me quite sad. But anyway, it's good to know their yeah, future is is sort of secured with what is in line with this, right? You talk about UEFA being involved. It's not just them. There's Singapore governmental organisations like Skills Future Singapore, Workforce Singapore also involved. Why don't you talk to me about the part they have to play in helping Singapore footballers? No, because uh, to be honest, Roshan, I was looking for as many support as I can. Um, you know, tapping onto their services, you know, WSG and SSG, um, is to actually give the boys an explanation, a clearer explanation of what can they tap on these services. You know, we, we the government is always there to provide uh, solutions. It could be monetary, it could be it could be pathways and all that for educational purposes. So I think it's best to to bring them in and you know give the boys uh, a heads up of what they can do on, or what they can tap on. And also, not forgetting, Republic Poly was also mm. on board uh, you know, to share what are the causes that these boys can take. Um, you know, probably because of because of uh, age, uh, they don't have a longer runway, then they can do stackable causes um, that, you know, they can, that they can get themselves ready, uh, you know, to, to prepare, prepare for retirement and then hop onto their next, uh, onto their next job. Yep. <laughs> it, it's really great hearing you describe all of this and everything that's being done. I, I like especially how you talked about earlier that the players have uh, the mindset change, you know. But right. looking a little bit further ahead, by if you don't mind, yes, yes. what can this do 
for parents, you know, when their kids or if their kids go to them, okay, mommy, daddy, I want to be a footballer in future. Would it help them think, yeah, there's, there's a longer runway after that, thanks to FAS? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think we can, we can look at this thing into, into a different, different angle altogether. Okay. Because uh, being in Singapore, we are, we are unique. I think we are a, a small country. I think we can, we can also design in such model that we can, we can get the best of both worlds. Because for example, now we are focusing on studies. And yeah. We want the best between studies and football. So I think it is, it is easier now to integrate uh, you know, studies and football together because you know, we can manage our time properly. Uh, Singapore, is, mm. we are near to each other. I mean, the companies are uh, you know, starting to come together and, and help. Uh, you know, since the UTR was launched, yeah. I think a lot of attention being given um, you know, that, that need support from different, different uh, organizations. So I think parents nowadays, I mean, me, me myself being a parent, I, I got my 14-year-old son also as uh, being part of the latest uh, National Development Center as well. Um, I mean, for me, I don't know really, this is what he wants. I feel as, a, as an ex-football player, I, I allow him, I, I will let him choose what he wants. But at the end of the day, it's, it's for me to actually guide him. Um, it's not being fair for me to say that, all right, uh, you should just focus on one thing and not both. But it's a challenge for him as well. I mean, it's, it's good for his development. Um, it is for his growth that he can manage two things now going, going, uh, at once. And uh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm being supportive for, for all that, really. Wow, bye. So your son is involved in football. You're telling me there's a chance there will be another number five Bayhaki playing for the national team. I'm quite excited by that. Now, Bayhaki, you started this conversation talking about the glam coming with football. Influence, right? It's so nice to hear you use this influence for the greater good for your peers. It's been a joy speaking to you. We've been speaking to Bayhaki Kaizan, former Singapore international pro, now fighting the good fight with the FA. Thank you. Thank you, man. I believe this is a good cause for players and also hopefully for, for the future generation as well. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.